I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. I am super excited to announce that the next cohort of the Collective Mastermind is officially kicking off. And the best part is, is we gave it a makeover. So the new nine-month mastermind is nothing like you have ever experienced before. Because as we say, a life priorities-focused business is the fastest way to multi-six figures. And I'm going to teach you exactly how. So if you aren't familiar with our mastermind, we combine strategy and mindset and then layer on our sought-after community and toolkit. But let's just get real for a second. So in today's business and economy, you have to continue to grow and pivot or you're going to be left behind, period. What makes this different? I have only run my business in a pandemic, a recession, or whatever you want to call our current state. We now have a full team and I have retired myself and my husband in less than three years. And in the last 15 months, we have crossed the half a million mark in revenue. And I did most of this while working full time. I'm not saying this just to throw out numbers. I am saying this to show you that it is possible. This mastermind is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. I actually adapt to you and your goals and provide you with the structure and accountability to scale. And my ultimate goal, again, let's just be real, is for you to make your investment back and more. Unlike other masterminds, if you happen to have mastermind trauma, you actually get access to me directly. As in, I am right here building it with you. You get the power of the group, but the benefit of the one-on-one. So this is a perfect fit for you if you have started a business and are ready to scale to multi-six-figure and seven figures. You are ready to buy back your time and energy. You want to expand your team in a way that makes sense for you and saves time. 
you are ready to have consistent 10K, 20K, 30K months and beyond, and you are really ready to step into that true CEO role. It is time to pivot. It is time to be a part of a community to support you with the expansion, alignment, and profit that you want to make in your business. So I'm going to make this super, super, super easy because my goal is to help you do less better and make more money. Who doesn't want that? Just DM me mastermind and I'll share you the next steps and how to apply. You can also grab the link in the show notes or go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash crush the rush collective. And yes, in case you were curious, all of our famous retreats are included and they also got a makeover too. So just DM me mastermind and I will share the next steps with you or you can go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are talking about going from financial abuse to a fierce advocate for women's empowerment with Jennifer Spivak. Now, the awesome and most empowering thing about this interview is Jennifer shares her story and then took her experience to turn her agency into a female empowerment superpower. You guys are going to love her story so much and feel so motivated after you listen to how she has built the Ad Girls Agency, an all-female Facebook ads agency, and has helped hundreds of businesses generate millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing a thousand percent return on the ad campaigns. Her all-female team enjoys crunching data, helping women-owned businesses make tons of money, and breaking the rules when it comes to Facebook ads. Jennifer shares how she has done this, ways that she keeps her team motivated, and some tips if you are looking to scale from six to seven figures. Jennifer has been featured in Forbes and the New York Times, is listed as the top Facebook ads manager to watch in 2019, and is an adjunct professor of digital marketing at the City College of New York. This is a super inspiring episode, and I hope you guys love it as much as I do. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Crush Rush podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. I'm so excited to have you on the show, mainly because I think your story is just so powerful. So I just want to kick it off with having you tell the world and our listeners um, about you and how you came to where you are now. Yeah. So um, what I do currently is I am the CEO and founder of the Ad Girls. We are an all-female Facebook and Instagram advertising agency. Um, We've been around for a little over seven years. And the way that I got here is maybe not what most people um, would expect, but uh, more or less, all of this really starts out in 2011 when I found myself in an incredibly dangerous and physically abusive relationship. Um, And, you know, without getting into all of the details of that, because actually the point is what happened after, um, I was able to get out of that relationship. I was able to, you know, get myself to safety and honestly move on with my life, all things considering, in a pretty seamless way. And it wasn't until, you know, about a year or so after leaving that relationship that I started to recognize that a part of why I was able to do that so easily, all things considering, was that I had access to money. So I just happened to have $1,500 in a savings account that my abuser didn't know about. And that $1,500 meant that in those moments when I was deciding to choose my own safety and choose myself, there wasn't this other layer of 
but where will I go? And, you know, am I going to have to go live on the streets or live in a shelter because I had access to money? And the more I got involved in domestic violence advocacy work, because that was just like part of my healing process, the more I learned that that issue of not having access to finances is incredibly present. In fact, present in 99% of domestic violence cases, there's an element of financial abuse. And so just had this like moment of, oh my God, women having access to money is awesome, but also on some levels, like a matter of life or death. And so I had a background in marketing. It was something that I was really good at. And those two things sort of came together. And I realized that I wanted to build a marketing agency that was really just focused on putting more money in the hands of more women. Obviously, so if anybody that we work with or that works for me finds themselves in that situation, yes, they can save themselves. But on a grander scale, like when women have access to money, it means never needing to be beholden to anybody, never needing to stay in a relationship, a job, any situation that like isn't actually serving you. And so that is what led me to build a Facebook advertising agency that is really just focused on financially empowering women. I love that. I don't think I've ever heard a story that powerful as it talks about money mindset, which I think is something that all women struggle with in general. But like, if you ever need motivation that money could be powerful, I think that is is probably it. (laughs) The fact of the matter is we live in a capitalist society. And so part of wanting to impact the world and change the world and even just change your own life and your surroundings does require money. It's just, it's the currency of our world. Yeah. Such an important message. I mean, we're only like five minutes into the podcast. So the other thing now, I know it's going to be so good. So the other thing I just wanted to touch on is I feel like having a business as a female entrepreneur for seven plus years is pretty powerful as well. It's crazy. It like, sometimes I like ran will just be like, oh my God, how long have I been doing this for? Like it really just every single day feels weird. You know, in the, in the very beginning for the first couple of years, I was more of just like a freelancer, you know, it was really just me. And then it was me and like a contractor to me and a VA. And so it's really only been for the last, I want to say four, four or so years that it's really been, you know, growing a team and a company and a real business, which was a whole shift in and of itself. Right? Oh my God. Well, even four years is pretty amazing. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about, we were talking about growing and scaling and doing it around a purposeful life, which I think goes back to your story. Can you share a little bit about maybe your journey of how you've done that? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many people out there that can run Facebook ads. And again, that was a, a skill that I had. It was something that I knew well, but I wanted to do more than just run Facebook ads. I mean, the fact of the matter is the the purpose part just happened. You know, it wasn't like, a, okay, let me think about like how I can inject purpose. In. Right. It, Which is was, the way people think it's supposed to be. And it's not. Yes. It was this very organic process. I mean, I can remember moments of there was a specific domestic violence organization that I had gotten really involved with, um, where basically I would volunteer to go to court dates with people who were, you know, going to court to get restraining orders against their abuser and didn't have anybody to go with them. So that was something that I would volunteer and do all the time. And I just remember them sharing the stats about financial abuse in domestic violence relationships. I remember seeing all of the women I was escorting to court, like 
coming from a shelter because they had no choice. And it just like, like a lightning bolt from the heavens literally was like, well, I guess this is my purpose now. Like, this is what I have to do. There's, there's sort of no other way. And so it did just happen very organically. But what I will say is that there have been moments throughout the business in which, you know, we got to look at where else can we incorporate this, this purpose um, and really continuing to bring it back to that. Um, that hasn't always happened organically, especially as we've grown, you add more people. It's not just me anymore. There's a whole team. And how do we infuse what was that original purpose into everything that we're doing every single day when we're a team of three and then a team of 10 and then a team of 15. And so that has been a process for sure. Yeah. I love that. And I think just having a reminder to say like, Hey, maybe we should think about how to just infuse not just a business goal, but maybe a, a purposeful impact goal into your business model is something um, that maybe gets lost at the beginning, but is something as you grow that you can incorporate. Yeah. And so, you know, um, one of the things that we do that ties into this mission is we have a partnership with an amazing organization called Free From. They're the only organization that I am aware of that specifically deals with this financial abuse element of domestic violence. And so, Um, again, it's so easy. My team is going about their job, doing all the things, diving into Facebook ads, but we always are internally sort of brought back to, Hey, as of today, we've donated X amount. I think like we donated something like a little over 50 grand over the last couple of years. And so that's one of those numbers that we can go, okay, right. This is why we're doing this. Got it. Like I'm like recentered on the purpose. Yeah. That's so powerful. So I know one of the other things that you're super passionate about too, is talking about working smarter not harder. And I feel like having that goal in front of you is it's definitely a smarter way to stay motivated, but any other tips around sort of as you grew and scaled and tried to incorporate this sort of purposeful goal, what has helped you and your team? Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm a fan that I feel like what I'm about to say gets such a bad rep, but (laughs) I am a fan of doing things the lazy way. Like why not look for the easiest way to get something done, obviously with integrity, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That goes without saying, but you know, when I think about that concept of like, you know, the grind and the hustle versus, you know, being really efficient and working smarter, not harder, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I'm always looking for the easiest way to achieve the goal. And so I know for me as the the business owner, I am laser 100% focused and have been since day one on revenue generating activities, period, the end. If you go look at my social media I don't know the last time I posted anything. I mean, it's like so disorganized. <laughs> and, and again, social media, organic social media might be revenue, revenue generating activity for somebody else, but it's not for us. And so really just knowing like, hey, my number, number, number one focus every year is our revenue goal. And I only, only, only focus on the things that drive that. And I just ignore everything else. Um again, in, you know, focus of that goal, but also because I don't want to work a million hours a day. I want to have freedom and spaciousness. And I think by doing less, not only is my quality of life better, but I've actually generated more revenue. Yeah. Do you think, I wouldn't call that a lazy method, by the way, I would call it maybe (laughs) in a bad way, right? Like, I kind of think it's funny that that's considered a bad thing to say, but it's just like, 
I mean, don't, don't we all want more money for less work, right? Isn't, don't we all want that? Or are we just like afraid to say it? <laughs> no, I love that. And I would say it's probably a more focused approach where you're not sure. trying to do like 12 different things. Yeah. Like you've got maybe like one, like the one thing, like the one singular focus. Yes. Um, as you've sort of gone through this path, are there other examples that you think have contributed to your success as you guys have grown? Just like in terms of being laser focused? Yeah. I think it really comes down to that same thing. I mean, even thinking about the way that we work with our clients, um, you know, yes, we are looking at all of the different metrics throughout their funnel and everything in the ads manager and all of that stuff is information. But at the end of the day, we are laser focused on their revenue and their profitability. Nothing else matters. And so Mm -hmm. I think like how I run the company, how my business partner, you know, runs her sort of arm of the company and then how each one of my team members operates. Everybody does have this like one clear thing that is these businesses at the end of the day that is about profit and profitability as the end all be all. And so we can always like look at everything that sort of comes our way and every decision and every everything does this actually move this one thing forward or not? Because if not, we actually shouldn't put any time or effort or brain space into it. Yeah. Do you find as a women-owned business with all women on your team that there are things that you guys do differently that maybe you wouldn't see if you had men on your team? I I definitely do. I mean, I'm personally the one that, um, that takes all the sales calls. And so, I mean, God, over seven years, I don't even begin, I don't even know where to begin. Thousands of sales calls probably. Yeah. Um, if not more. And it's so funny because I would say one out of every three sales calls, like the woman will get really kind of close on Zoom and almost whispering. And she's like, I don't know if this is like okay to say, but like we were working with this other agency and like they were fine, but they were all men. And like, they just like didn't get me. And so like, I hear that all the time. (laughs) I think at the end of the day, um, and obviously this is like not a men versus and in the marketing space, the, the bro marketing archetype, which by the way, is not, you know, all men certainly don't fall into that, but that is an archetype. That is a thing that I think people have experienced in this particular space, um, is, is very different from the way that my team operates from the attention to detail that we put into how we care for our clients And then I think the fact of the matter is a lot of our clients are women marketing to other women. And so us being able to come up with content on their behalf, their ad copy, their ad creative, we know how to speak to that audience as often it's us, you know, versus a woman coming from, you know, a male dominated agency where it was like men, you know, I've had, we've had a client who like sold to pregnant women and just, or like who sold to you know, women had a product on, based on like their period. And just imagine like a man trying to like write that copy and run that ad. Like I'm sure, you know, they might be great, but they just don't know. Yeah. Do you have any advice for women who are maybe running businesses or scaling businesses that has helped your team? Be more focused on profitability. Hate to like, <laughs> no, I love it. Dead horse here, but like, um, you know, I see it all the time and it, you you kind of touched on this a little bit, but Women generally do have a harder time compared to men, you know, putting themselves first, making it about money and truly running it as a business. And just in these last couple of weeks, actually, um, I've spoken to a couple of different female business owners who like, you know, shared with me in privacy that like, 
they were, you know, in the red for several months in a row. And it's just like, you know, you can't, you have to run your business as a business. Like Mm -hmm. what's happening if you're in the red several months, several months in a row, what decisions have you made that actually weren't putting the business and its profitability first and foremost, always. And I think, you know, that's another thing too, especially as we've grown and it's been less of me and actually the team. There's also been, I actually found out, I can't even put myself first. It's actually putting the business first as its own entity all of the time. And that being the driving force, whereas it used to be, you know, my personal income and like how much money was hitting my bank account. And actually yeah. that's, shift that's had to happen as well. Yeah. That's awesome advice. So because you've worked with so many female owned businesses, I know you have some really cool case studies, anything that you'd want to share about some success that you've seen that might inspire us as we sort of continue on into 2022. Yeah. So I want to tell you like one of my favorites, this is the client that we've been working with. I want to say for about eight or nine months now. Um, And one of the reasons I love this story so much is that it really just perfectly highlights how when you have the right offer and you tap into Facebook ads with the right team, going from six to seven figures is actually like stupid easy. Like it's it's just so insanely easy. So we had this one client. Um, she is amazing. She's a lovely woman. Um, she is a high ticket coach specifically working with women who are divorced. That's sort of her specialty. And when she came to us again, about eight or nine months ago, she was stuck at around the $30,000 a month mark. I think maybe her highest month ever was 40,000, but it was inconsistent. Um, and so within a couple of months, we were able to scale her to her first $80,000 month, which as you know, right up around 83 and change consistently on a monthly basis, we're actually at seven figures over the course of a year. And so it was just so amazing to see um, how, again, she had obviously the right offer. She had the right systems in place and it was really the right time to partner with my team, but we were able to come in and just so quickly scale her ads to the next level and take her from, I mean, what if we're talking about 30K a month, that's around 360,000 a year to she is very much on track for her first seven figure year because we've been able to maintain these $80,000 plus months. And so she's got a really, really big goal for this month. And we're really hoping that we can help her achieve that. Um, But yeah, just the ability to take women from six to seven figures is like, I think one of the coolest things that we get to do. Yeah. I feel like that quote is like something you want to write down and be like, okay, I'm ready. So my question for you though, is if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that sounds great. But like, how do I know if I have like the right offer or it's the right time to sort of, I always think of ads as like adding fuel to the fire. Like it's sort I of- I say that all, but you're like taking the word that I'm up. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's perfect. Yes. So how do you know if it's yeah. the right time? Or do you have any tips? It's probably a loaded question. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And of course, there's so many different levels and layers to this. Even with everything that I'm about to say, we've had people come in who didn't meet any of that criteria and like crushed it for them. So there there's exceptions to the rules. But in general, to your point, ads should be fuel to the fire. You they can't be the foundation, right? Like ads are if we really just think about it and be like, you know, go to the 30,000 foot view, ads are paying for eyeballs. That's that's actually it, right? And so if you're paying for eyeballs to something that people don't want, that you don't know how to sell, that isn't optimized for conversion, 
yeah, you're going to spend money and nothing's going to happen. Ads are not magic. It should go without saying, but people still have this idea of it like being this magic thing. So you really, I believe, and again, there are exceptions to this rule. You should be doing at least six figures. Um, you know, I, I've always felt strongly that your first six figures you do, you do by getting scrappy, plain and simple. You have to, because you have to be out there talking to people, hearing the objections, understanding what's going on, understanding the buying behavior, and to just try and automate too soon when you don't have that information is going to have you shooting yourself in the foot, unless you have a ton of funding, which is of course always possible, but not every business owner has that. So I think you want to be doing at least, you know, your first six figures or low six figures. Um, And you want to have a validated offer, which just means that it's something that you have been able to likely organically and by being scrappy successfully sell. You understand your consumer, you understand their buying behavior, you understand that people who have come to you, where they have come from and sort of what their life cycle and customer journey was like. Um, And you have, again, like a validated process for getting people to buy from you, whether that's a website that converts or you know that your sales call sales call closing rate is at least X. And that is sort of like that last piece where you're perfectly ready. You're really, really ready to hire an ads team when you can come. And I ask people this on all my sales calls, you know, what's your customer lifetime value? What's your, you know, the conversion rate of your funnel. And so when you know those numbers, it's actually a lot lower risk than If you're just saying, I just want to put dollars on this and see what happens versus I have the the stats that say, if I get a hundred qualified people into this funnel, I'm going to make X and that's going to allow the right team, the right ads partners to back end into, okay, great. Then we need to achieve this cost per click, this click through rate and spend X amount in order to have you hit your goals. Either yes, this is realistic or no, it's not. And so when you're in that position, that's like when you're really, really ready. Yeah, I love that. I always say when it comes to ads, it's facts, not feelings. So it's like you should have like total facts of where you're at, what you're doing, what your funnel's doing. Um, I want to come back though, because one of the terms that I love is customer lifetime value, mainly because my whole like corporate career is been in customer experience, but can you talk about what that means if you're a listener and you're like, she just threw out all kinds of terms and I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. Yes. So lifetime value is, and like, I'm sure there's like an official formula. I don't know it, but basically more or less, right. It's this concept of looking at how much you stand to make from a customer over their entire lifetime. So here's an example. We work with a lot of clients who have membership websites. Now, normally when you're talking about a membership site, regardless of the price, the value is not that first month's payment. It's the recurring revenue. And so from an ads perspective, let's just say your membership is $39 a month. If you spend all of your time and effort trying to get that first $39 sale at a profit, you end up shooting yourself in the foot, right? If you're like so laser focused on, I want to at least double my money. So I've got to get that sale. I've got, I can't spend more than 18 or $19 to get that $39 sale. It's going to be challenging to do. And again, the value is not the $39 sale. The value, if you know how to properly keep members for six to 12 months is $39 times six or times 12. And in fact, it might be smarter and more profitable to spend $50 to acquire 
that first $39 sale because you know your numbers and you know they stay for 12 months. It might even make sense to spend $100. And there are brands out there doing truly, truly nine figures, like nine figures, their nine figure annual businesses. And they will say that they're, the way that they approach their ads is if we're getting a 0.5x return on our ad spend, meaning if they spend a dollar and get only 50 cents back, scale to the moon, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month because they know not to make decisions just based on that first transaction. They know that over the course of the year, that's going to turn from a 0.5x return to a 10x return. And when we are too focused on that first touch point, we end up being penny wise and pound foolish. Yeah. I love that. So many good facts there, but that's always what I tell myself. It's facts, not feelings. Like yes. look at your numbers and you your have numbers. To know. Yeah, exactly. You have to know the data. I love that. Any other tips if you're thinking about maybe running ads or scaling or just sort of maybe taking a next step that um, you'd want to share with us? You know, I think from an ads and scaling perspective, it's just understanding that everything is a test. And I believe that that is both like a logical way to approach your business and your marketing, but also there's like a freed up energetic component, right? When we think about that, look, energy is everything. Like I'm totally like the weirdo that like Reiki's my ad account because I like believe that that like does something. Um, And so, you know, when you're looking at everything as a test then actually nothing can be a failure. And again, that just creates a a freed upness um, energetically to, learn from everything and collect that data instead of, you know, freaking out over every time you receive a bill from Facebook and you haven't, you know, become a millionaire yet. Yeah. I love that. Not like thinking, not thinking about it as a failure, but a learning experience of what would you do or what would you not do? do? And I would say anytime we've done anything around funnels or ads or anything, like you always learn a ton because yes. it's, it's literally pouring fuel on the fire and you're like, oh, yes. this is broken or like this isn't working. Exactly. And I think like that's the only way you can be quote unquote doing it wrong. If you are spending money on ads and you're not getting the return that you want and you just go, well, ugh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and ugh, all of the things, right? Like versus... Let me actually look, where was the drop-off point? What wasn't working that made this be the result? And how can I improve this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece by 3% or 5% to make the whole thing come together and actually be able to generate a profit? Yeah, so inspiring. I love this so much. Okay, before we end, we always like to get to know our guests a little bit better. So I'm curious, what is your current morning routine? Okay, so I have like a weird relationship with morning routines, which is, you know, look, I'll say in the beginning of my business, um, I felt that they were really important and supportive because I, I needed to be in the right energy. But more and more, like further along, I give myself space to just do whatever feels good. And a lot of mornings, I don't I don't feel like it. Like I want to just like drink my bone broth and pet my cats and like do nothing. Um, you know, and other times I'll journal. So it's just whatever feels good. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I feel like, you know, everyone's always nervous. Like, oh, I have to drink water when I get up and I have to get up like two hours before my, no, you need to do like, what's going to make your day the best. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What was the last book you read? Um, okay. So the last book I read is a book I've read like 
40,000 times. Um, I know we've all heard of Think and Grow Rich, but this mm-hmm. is called Thank and Grow Rich by Pam Grout. Um, and it is one of the most amazing magical books I've ever read in my life. I actually always have like 20 of them, like in my office closet that I just like give out to strangers as I feel called to. Um, it is magical. You should read it. I, I have never heard of that book. And I feel like just money mindset in general is something that everyone asks for. So that is definitely going on my list. Yeah. Um, just for fun. What's the last thing you purchased on Amazon? The last thing I purchased on Amazon, I just hosted my annual New Year's Eve party, which I'm like obsessive about. And I decided that this year, everybody should leave with gift bags. Like we're like at the Oscars. And oh, so, so cool. I just got like a bunch of like gift bags, with like manifestation candles and Ferrero Rocher chocolates and like all <laughs> stuff to give to everybody. So yeah, that's my last Amazon order. That's awesome. I always think I should change these questions, but then I'm like, no, I want to know the books and routines <laughs> and like, what are people actually buying? So they're good. No so way. I didn't get the Amazon question. I love that. Yeah. So I would love for you to just wrap up and tell everyone where they can find you and a little bit about the ad girls and what you guys have going on. Yeah. So, um, unsurprisingly to probably nobody, my, um, social media channel of choice is Facebook. Um, so love to connect with anybody. I'm just Jennifer Spivak over on Facebook. Um, in terms of the ad girls, our website is theadgirls.com. We are always looking for more super aligned clients, um, primarily women who are already doing usually around mid six figures, ready to scale to seven with validated funnels and validated offers. And really just looking for a trusted partner who can, yes, get you results because that's important, but also who will like really be in partnership with you and understand how to make you feel super cared for as we grow your baby, your business to the next level. I love that so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymarriehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more. 
I am so grateful for you and the power of community that this podcast has created. It's just so amazing to be able to connect with all of you over the last couple of years because we've actually had this podcast for almost three full years now. And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human. And yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat. And this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And I can't wait to hear from you.